Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Good Day Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Vandy, and I am so excited for today's episode because I get to chat with someone, two people actually, who have inspired me for years now. I have followed along with their family's journey on social media, and I just admire them for so many different reasons. I'm talking about Ashley Patron and her husband, Dino, from Arrows and Bow. You guys, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having us. I'm so excited to chat with you guys and have you share more about your story. And like I said, I've followed along on Instagram for years now. And Ashley, you have just, you've always been such a source of inspiration and positivity. You're someone that spreads joy, but you also aren't afraid to share the hard moments in life and the difficult moments as well. And I've just always admired that about you. And I have to say, it's been so cool to watch you evolve over these last few years. You and your family have done some huge, bold things in your life, including recently moving across the country from California to Florida to start a whole new chapter of your life. And I can't wait to have you share a little bit more about that. Um, You also have a book coming out very soon. There's just so many exciting things that are happening in your life right now and I just I can't wait to chat about all of it but before we get into that can you and Dino share with our listeners just a little bit more about your story your journey over these last few years that have really brought you to where you are today yes yeah, it's <laughs> like where where do we yeah, start with we, that one? I know there's a lot right there's there's a lot. Quick version yeah or... let's give the I think we give the quick version yeah you know? yeah so Ash and I we kind of started off uh, I think the best part to start the story is kind of like we went through a, a phase where we had three kids and we were kind of living a very normal lifestyle. And we started a, the the impetus of this kind of like shakeup of our lives really started on the sale of a house and the moving and buying of some land. Yeah. Yeah. We, we were, you know, I was a homeschool mom for years, um, three littles. And I, I believe our oldest at the time was like seven. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, like Dino said, normal, like I would say we were slightly not not all the way normal. A little, <laughs> a little boring. No one's ever gonna look at us and call us normal. No, but I think we were boring back then. We just <laughs> compared to us now, it was like sleepy town. Like we just like yeah. we, we didn't really live life to the fullest. And that just means that like we just did the day to day and um low we, risk. Yeah, low risk. It didn't go beyond anything, didn't really find like adventure or excitement. A lot of, we always joke, like Dino's big thing back then was like, everything was a no. Like, can we go to the park today? No. Can we do this? No. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> Boring. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, you know, we found this lot of land and I, uh, you know, talked Dino into it somehow for us to buy some land and um, build a house on it. And what ended up happening is we, you know, everywhere we looked to rent was so expensive at the time, like compared to the mortgage that we had had on our big house that we sold Mm -hmm. that we were like, what if we just bought a a trailer and lived on the land? And mind you, we're not campers at all. We like don't, (laughs) we had never even stayed in an RV, but we were like, yeah, let's do this. And um, we renovated it, lived in it with the kids and um, really just like, I had just started my Instagram like six months prior to that, but it really was at that point that we started to just open up and I was like, all right, we're kind of just sharing our story, like what we're going through, what this looks like, sharing the design part of it because I renovated the trailer, but really just started sharing our story. And 
that's when we just really kind of exploded and started yeah. to live life to the fullest. Like yeah. every day was an adventure. Every day was a challenge. Um, we were. I feel like it was an opportunity for us to both lean into the discomfort in life and yeah. then see what the consequence of like that fully lived out would look like. Right. So right. For us, it was a like, gift. Yeah, totally. Totally. And for us, it was like, what what is it like if you basically sell everything and get very uncomfortable with your phys like physical like surroundings and right. you know, jam your life into 180 <clears throat> feet? Um, yeah. And we just we at first, I mean, like when you get into that discomfort, obviously you you can kind of like shirk away from it. And there are aspects of it, obviously, that were very like frustrating and difficult to to get over. But once Ash and I both kind of said, hey this is what we're doing now. This is where we're going to be. Let's lean into the discomfort. Right. We found so much joy in like the different aspects of it because like mm -hmm. even in those, those harder times you can find really, you know, joyful aspects of it. Um, and for us, it was like, we started doing crazy things like, Hey, let's take the money that we would normally spend on mortgage. And like, we'll do a trip every month or something like that. Right. Or let's go, we need to do laundry. Let's go bless our friends and go and like watch their kids and do laundry at their house and let them go on a date night, that kind of thing. So Which yeah, we never would have done something no, like that. Cause no, it's no. just like not comfortable for us. It's not yeah. like our normal natural like self to do that. But it was real like time of, you know, denying ourselves of all the things that we loved. Like me at that point, like materialism, like I love mm -hmm lots of things and Dino like video games and well he didn't have a gaming station anymore <laughs> and I didn't have a right. store all my goodies so <laughs> right yeah um it was it really just shifted how we lived life and then we just became like obsessed with it we were just like wow we're like a being living in obedience with God and that is the ultimate spot for us and we felt so much fulfillment there and um just be like finding joy when we had nothing and so we just carried that on into every other decision we've made um, since then. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have made a lot of big, like that really was like the starting point for you. And I love what you said, like living in that discomfort, because I do feel like when you push past your comfort level, that's when like the big changes and the big mindset shifts start happening. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have to give your brain those opportunities. Right. And you have to like, mm -hmm. for us, it was really about a matter of like, having an open hand too with like what God wanted to do with our lives, you know, mm -hmm. like hey, God, you want to kind of drive us down a path that's like crazy and difficult and discomforting. Or do you want us to kind of, you know, do, do I want to like close my hand and like live where I'm at right now? <laughs> just like yeah. just this one thing. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. The mental model action I have for a lot of things is like, do we have that open hand kind of thing? Yeah. And I like to use like with that time, I like to use the word challenging or challenges because I feel like with that word you you have like a more positive um, you know a positive feel with it like it wasn't like a difficult sounds like so negative but challenge like it was something that we grew out of it was something that we could take and good things could come out of it out of the difficultness that challenge we were able to take some amazing, amazing things out of it and grow as people grow as a family and grow as a husband and wife. 
Yeah. And I love, I love this part of your story because it does seem like that was a, the turning point where all the distractions were gone and life was just simple and it brought you all so much closer together. And I, I, I don't want to jump ahead to the book, but I, I got lucky already have uh, my hands on a copy of the book. I've already read it cover to cover. And I just love that that part of your story because it really is when all the distractions go away is when you can really focus on the important things. And so you lived in that 180 square foot trailer as a family of five for 17 months. Mm -hmm. And then what, what kind of happened after, after that? Yeah, we were, so we were in the thick of it and we were thinking, we were really kind of dug in Ash Ash and I had really like accepted that challenge as Ash kind of was talking about earlier, where it's like, all right, we're living here. We're getting this house done. We're going to keep pushing. And then I got a job offer um, to, to move. <laughs> and Ash and I were like, well, hold on. We're like, are we okay with like leaving the trailer? Do we want to like do this next job and like keep doing the trailer? Because we were almost like, Hey, this, this is too good right now. The, the opportunity for us to be like molded and shaped in this opportunity right here is Mm-hmm. It's not something we want to give up. Um, yeah. We started taking the next steps into the, the next phase of our life. We started looking for potential places where we were going to live. And we just looked at each other one day like on and trying to contemplate what we we're going to do. And we're like, we're, we're done we're with done. that. Yeah, yeah. We had all the, we had the, all the hopes, I guess, of moving to Northern California. That's where the new job was um, from <laughs> Southern California and bringing a tra- our trailer with us. And as soon as we got up there, we were like, no, we feel good about not doing this anymore. Yeah. And so it was just like a clear decision for us to buy a small house. Um, and we called it the Spanish bungalow. And um, yeah, we lived in that for 17 months. It's yeah. like our number. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a two bedroom, one bath, and it felt like an absolute mansion. Three right? bedrooms. Oh, I'm sure. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Three bedroom, one bath. But yeah, it was a mansion compared to the trailer. We were like, this is amazing. It was huge. We have real doors. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Don't shake when we walk around. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And you could do your own laundry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. We live in the dream. We live in the dream. But that was such a great experience also because coming out of the trailer and then being in a house, it was so cool to be able to fill a home and Mm -hmm. share it on social media too. And do it at, at a new pace and with a new um, outlook on things and life and really fill it with um, things that we loved and not rushing to fill things just to like be able to take a picture and share it or feel good when somebody came over. But everything was really handpicked and really curated out of things that we just loved. And so it was a sweet time for us to learn how to design a home um, after the trailer and with it with a new perspective. And I think that's such an important thing. You know, you move into a new space and it's easy to want to rush through filling it up or decorating or, you know, whatever it may be. And I love that you took your time and that you were intentional with it. And then it had, I think in your book, you mentioned that the the house had like the feeling of your soul to it because you were so intentional with it and you weren't just rushing to take a good photo and put it on Instagram. And I love that you did that. Um, I'm wondering when you guys were making 
these choices, do you know, you mentioned you had a, a job offer and you were moving, kind of abandoning this idea of building on this land that you had bought. Did you ever have moments of doubt or fear that you were making the wrong choice? I mean, you were kind of headed down this one specific path, right? And then this new job offer came. Did you have moments of thinking, no, like we're set on this other thing and, and there's too much risk or just doubt in all of that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, I feel like, all right, so there's there's one story that kind of comes to mind specifically. Ash and I had actually, we were living in corporate housing um, and we were trying to find a house to buy. And mm-hmm. Ash and I were like, all right, we really feel like this is, you know, there's a place we're going to buy. And we like very quickly made a decision and, and snatched it up and put an offer in on well, it. Well, we had to also, <laughs> I mean, with every place in, in where we were living or trying to live, everything went up on the market or and sold immediately or sold before it even went up. So yeah. it, we didn't have a lot of time to think, I guess, before these, like these big house purchases. Yeah. yeah. We put an offer in on a place and immediately both were like, what have we done? <laughs> Are we sure this kid call? And we both like freaked out. And yeah, it was, we've definitely had a number of moments like that where it's like, we start, we, we move down the path that we feel like we're kind of supposed to move down. Mm-hmm. And then, and then we're never really, really like certain, you know, we, Ash and I use this and I mean, I'm big into analogies. We use this analogy of like, you know, we walk up to doors and like, do the doors open, you know, like, and as long as they continue to like progress open down that direction and we feel like we're like in alignment with the direction God wants on us. Mm -hmm. And we have like that, again, that mentality of like, ensuring we have an open hand and not trying to grasp and pull on something that is not ours. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, maybe something good or bad could happen down this path, but that's irrelevant. It feels like it's a, or it's, it's a path that we're going down really so that God can, we can bring glory to God's name and down actions that we're doing down that path. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yes, there's definitely been moments of like, Oh my gosh, is this the right, is this the right path? Are we doing the right thing? Should we have bought this house? Should we have sold it and bought a bigger house? Should we have, try to like renovate during a pandemic. Like there's so many fears, but I feel like it really comes back to like, are we bringing glory to God's name and the things that we're doing? And are we working hard and diligent towards it? And are we ensuring that we have like this open hand Mm -hmm. in doing all those things? Mm -hmm. I think that's such a great point because I feel like, and this is true for me, like a lot of people in our place in their life where they want to make a change and where they maybe want to do, you know, have a shift in their career or their personal life or whatever. But then there's this fear of the unknown that really stops them from moving forward. And I think that's the thing about you guys is just you've taken one bold step after the next, after the next. And I just, that's what I really admire about you. And I think what you said is so true. Do you know, like you, you go to that door and if it opens, you know, you can continue walking through those doors and not getting caught up in, is this the one right decision and the only right path for us or for our life? Exactly. Yeah. I really, I really admire that. And I think, like I said, even for myself, you know, it's easy to get into those, those moments of there's so many options, like what's the right choice? Totally. totally. We're in it right now. (laughs) And and, and it's like every door right now keeps closing and we're like, Okay, well, yeah. we're not doing that then. We're on the hunt for doors right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the hunt for doors. Yeah, I just, I love, 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 love that mentality. Okay, so you moved out of the trailer. You're living in this little Spanish bungalow. What was kind of the next, what was the next step in your story after that? Yeah, I, so I feel like at that point, Ash and I were at a, a bit of a shift in our mentality. It was starting to shift from like, 
hey, let's kind of support me and my career to mm-hmm. like, whoa, Ash is like really, really talented. And she's starting to free up more now because the kids are starting to get older and she's not like, you know, they, there's not like a, like a life or death, you know, dependence yes. on her journey. Like People can wipe themselves. Yeah. <laughs> right, totally. <laughs> and we started to kind of like, see how insanely talented she was on on her skill set and we started a shift where i'm like all right we went the the trailer and like holy cow ash is obviously really talented there and then we did the bungalow and it was like oh my whoa this is next level mm-hmm. and for me it was like okay how can we really like mash the gas pedal on like what could we do here and, and an opportunity kind of came before us where i was like hey you can sell your house stretch yourself financially to the absolute limit and basically go all in on like what could Ash do (laughs) and Mm -hmm. on this new place and it was a it was a monster house of had a vineyard that was like completely overgrown it was like almost four thousand square foot five bedroom it was just like it was crazy it was was a hot mess express yeah but so good but Ash I we went and looked at it and I like looked into her eyes and I could see like this spark. I knew that she could see where it was going to go. Mm-hmm. And it was like, all right, let's basically risk it or biscuit here. Let's go all in. <laughs> let's but, see what we could do on this. You know? I mean, you kind of skipped a step. The reason why we started looking at other houses also was because at that point we had felt like we maybe wanted to expand our family (laughs) (laughs) out of nowhere after, you know, seven, eight years, um, post vasectomy, um, just like had this little, Hey, what if we had another baby? (laughs) (laughs) Just like a casual conversation. And, um, we just kind of kept talking about it, kept praying about it. And, um, eventually, yeah, Dino decided to get a reversal and we decided to go for baby number four. And so that was like, all right, we don't even know if we can get pregnant. We don't know. This is like God's plan for us. But like, let's look at other house possibilities. Because at this point, like if we have another baby, we, we, I hate to say the word need. We obviously can live in a trailer. So we can live in a right. Right. Yeah. 1300 square foot home with four kids. Yeah. But mm-hmm. our desire was to, it would be better we thought it'd be better if we had a bigger home yeah. for a baby. Right. And we started looking around and then we found the house and then it just all kind of snowballed. And, <laughs> you know, two months later we got pregnant. It was like, Hey, okay. That, it's just such that piece of your story too is so cool because the thing about you guys, and this is just something I've noticed from following along with you for years. And then now having read your book is you guys don't follow the rules you know what I mean you don't follow the the norms of what's expected and I think this story is such a perfect example of that you had you know kids that were growing up that were older that were kind of getting more self-sufficient had this vasectomy and then decided to get it reversed like that that right there I mean you talk about doubt and fear and making the wrong choice that's like huge huge and I you know, I just, I love that piece of your story because that's really walking into the unknown. And that was a huge step for you guys. Did you just feel this kind of unshakable, like tug on your heart that God was calling you to do that? I mean, that's a huge decision. Yeah. I mean, it started with, with me and, you know, at the beginning of our marriage, I was the pusher constantly with Dino, always like manipulating, begging, nagging, 
And after years of working on that and trying to correct that behavior, at this point in our marriage, I didn't want to do anything like that. I realized that it's not helpful. It's not fruitful. And like nothing good comes from it. And especially with big decisions, like buying a house, like a big financial decision. Like Mm -hmm. I don't want to force Dino into making any decision. Like if it's not right for us, if it's not what God wants for us, I don't want it. And of course with a child, like, do I want to force my husband into having a baby with me? Absolutely not. Like I want <laughs> right. it to be a mutual thing. <laughs> right. So at that point I had really like not, it wasn't even like, I have to have this baby. Like I can't stop thinking about it. It was kind of like, and I've had this happen a few times with certain things like, okay, I feel like this is on my heart right now. I don't even know why. I don't even know if I want another baby. Like what, mm-hmm. what do you think about this? Like, should we pray about it? Should we just talk about it? Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of how it started. And then it kind of teeter-tottered back and forth between the both of us. Like yeah. I wouldn't talk about it. And a month later, Dino would be like, Hey, what do you think about it again? You know? <laughs> wow. And back and forth for uh months, like almost a like a year, maybe yeah. nine months. And um we just kept it just kept getting stronger and stronger and more serious and just finally became like yes, we, we both want to have a baby. Let's do this. And wow. it's the best decision we ever made. <laughs> yeah. uh, so great. So you got pregnant after just a few months and that was all kind of coinciding at the same time of you guys deciding to buy this bigger house that was, yeah. as you refer to it, a dumpster fire of a yeah. house <laughs> that needed like tons of work done, tons um, of, you know, remodeling all of that. How was that process being pregnant and trying to fix up this huge house in the middle of a pandemic? Yeah. And that's and a lot. Yeah, the we, snowball effect of how that all yeah. happened. We got the house the beginning of February and we go fast. We don't <laughs> mess around. No. So like by the beginning of March, everything in the house was ripped out. Every like we had missing walls, yeah, we had floors. The floors were gone. None and- of the bathrooms existed. There was one shower, and uh, that's a that's a stretch to call it a shower because the handle kept blowing off on it. Wow. Shower for people, or the so. water would turn off. Yeah. My mom was in there one time, and she's like, "Do you know? Like I've shampooed <laughs> my eyes and my hair. You know? Oh my goodness!" <laughs> and yeah. so it was it was truly a dumpster fire house. And yeah, when everything shut down in March, we were like, we have to keep going and luckily we were just basically i was generaling the whole project myself and we were using like our handyman and he was doing so much of it and so we just kept we just had to keep going because we had nowhere to live at that point and we needed to finish it and then you know a couple weeks later finding out we're pregnant and when i get pregnant i get real sick And I'm just so thankful that like we had already started the process of what we were doing in the house and that I had already made all the big decisions because as soon as I got pregnant, it was like a switch turned off in my brain. It was like, no more. I I, baby, we really need to make a decision on this color. Can you please pick one? I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Purple. Purple's great. (laughs) Doesn't matter at that point. So that was a, another challenge, like, uh, you know, sitting in our in our bedroom. We had no sofas at the time because uh, our last, the Spanish bungalow had sold with all the furniture and everything in it. So um, wow. 
Uh, I mean, everything. Everything. Plates, the dishes, everything. Uh, art on the wall, like everything. It was starting scratch again. Yes, it was starting from scratch. So we had no nowhere to just like sit and be sick in the house either. There was nowhere for me to just sit and be pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a, another challenge that we obviously got through that was beautiful. And we had a beautiful home. We had, it was so amazing for our family to work all together on that project. And it really brought a different side of Dino out as well in um, this stage in our lives. He just turned into such a servant towards me. And I felt like I was, this was the first time I was, we were pregnant together. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was a beautiful thing uh, through all of the challenges and difficulty of it. I would obviously do it again anytime just to, mm-hmm. just to grow the way that we grew. Yeah. And, you know, I think you kind of touched on, I I just appreciate the fact that you share so much about how hard that was, because I think when you make those big changes, right, and you're walking through these doors that you think God's opening for you, and then there's this curveball and everything really falls apart. It's so easy to be like, well, wait a minute, God, like, I thought this was your plan for us. Like, why is this so hard? Mm -hmm. But something about you, actually, that I and both of you that I um, just picked up on in the book is you talked a lot about just going into beast mode Mm -hmm. and just powering through things. And the reason I like that is because it puts you more on the offensive as opposed to like the defensive, right? Where you, you have this curveball thrown at you and instead of kind of shying away from it, you're just going to face it head on with God by your side. And I think like that particular season of your life is such a good example for that. And that's such a great mindset. Is that like a mindset the two of you have always had to just go into this beast mode and take your challenges, you know, and stride with God as opposed to getting overwhelmed by it? Yeah, absolutely. That's that's very much I think ingrained in Ash and my like DNA is that we actually like when we get when we get put in positions where things are like quote unquote like boring or like there's not something going on, we actually both get a little funky. <laughs> like we we both thrive off what Ash always calls like organized chaos. That's like where the two of us really kind of actually feel the most comfortable so yeah we end up going like okay god like nothing's happening right now if you want us to just like chill like you got we're fine to chill this is not our natural state and we are ready to go like we're ready to box like (laughs) you know tap me in tap me in (laughs) but so we it is it is a more it is a challenge for us to just sit and be in just the an, a nothing yeah, a state. Yeah, state, an yeah. idle state. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we have to just kind of like wait in those moments. Obviously, not everything is going to be a boxing match. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we weren't like this at the beginning of our marriage as much. And that's why I say like we, we weren't truly living at that point because we were kind of just like idling by. And it wasn't, I don't think, until we, we really made this – decision to um, really be obedient to God and do something that was outside the norm, do something that was like, you know, scary. And we kind of just like put all of the fear away and said, okay, God, like, what are you going to do? Like, we'll be obedient. And once we got a taste of that, we just fell in love with that. We just fell in love with being obedient. That does not mean that everything we do is simple and has a great result and has like, or the result that you think it's going to have because everything does have a great result, but it doesn't have the result that you think it's going to have. It doesn't mean that it's easy. I mean, we will experience trials and to 
find joy in that. And, and we've truly kind of settled into that mindset yeah. that mm-hmm. we want to find joy in every situation, whether we're like sitting and being idle or whether we're in the boxing ring. Yeah. yeah. And you really thrive in those situations. That's, that's very clear with both of you. And Dino, speaking of mindset in the book, you mentioned like this, this phrase, do what feels best for you being a complete lie, being a myth. Can you kind of share more on that. I mean, that's kind of in line with what you're already talking about, but I I really love that. Do what feels best for you is a myth. How do you feel about that? So there's, I feel like the world today says like, follow your heart. It says like, Hey, if you, if you do the things that, if you do this, you, the thing that you think you want to do, that's going to bring you the most joy. That's going to feel the best. That's going to give you the most like fulfillment, right? Like that's what the world says. That's what like your heart screams at you when you're, you know, in that, those quiet moments kind of thing. But it is such a lie there. There's, and I'm purely speaking out of experience and like the things that like how this kind of came about in, in my life, it was a matter of me saying, I'm no longer going to basically do the things that I feel like are going to bring me fulfillment. Instead, I'm going to be obedient and do the things that I know that God has instructed to that. If I follow his path and the things that he wants for me, for example, putting my wife before myself and her needs before my own needs, like serving my family and putting them first. I, I, it was actually in the service specifically for me that I started to really find the fulfillment. I thought that me doing the things that I wanted for myself was going to get me fulfillment, but ultimately it was so much more fulfilling to put myself in like the lowest position of the family and take care of everybody else. It really brought out like an insane sense of just joy and fulfillment in my heart, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think what you said is so true in the world today. That's not, that's not how it works, right? It's yeah. like, it's what makes you feel good. And it's when you take your eyes off, off yourself and on God and what he wants yeah. for you and, and how you can serve those around you. I just think that's such a beautiful thing. So let me back up a little bit. So you guys had pregnant, you got pregnant, had a healthy pregnancy aside from one little scare that you had. Can you um, talk a little bit about that situation you had while you were pregnant with Foxy? Yeah. So, uh, you know, went in for the 20 week checkup and, um, we obviously talk about this in the book, but before Quinn, our third daughter, um, I had a miscarriage at 11 weeks. So after you have a miscarriage one time, you're kind of like, it's always kind of there in the back of your mind. Like, okay, oh, this is a possibility. Cause I feel like, you know, you, I had two normal pregnancies, no scares, no nothing. And, um, you kind of just are like, Oh wow. I didn't know this could happen to me, you know? So mm-hmm. um, now it's kind of in your head. So with Fox, it was, um, you know, kind of just in the back of my mind, even though Quinn was a healthy, normal pregnancy. But um, at her 20-week checkup, the nurse was like, oh, it'll be a quick appointment. If there's anything, you know, funky, I'll have the doctor come in. Um, and it's it was that was a, another challenge in itself, just navigating being pregnant and having that fear as somebody who's had a miscarriage going into every appointment being like, I'm alone right now. And something happens. Mm -hmm. Um, And at this appointment, something did happen. Um, They did an ultrasound and let us know that uh, there was something wrong with Fox's heart, that it was not developing correctly for like oxygen airflow and that her placenta was was it oversized or? It was oddly, it was, it was mal- oddly shaped. malformed placenta and one of her heart valves was not. 
closing correctly. Yeah. Wow. At that point, they started me giving, giving me options to abort. Um, mm. And I'm just like, all I hear is bad, wrong, you know, not healthy. And I'm just an emotional wreck at that point. Like I could barely mm-hmm. get together. And so, you know, that was, they said, okay, come back in, you know, was it three weeks yeah. and we'll look at everything again and we'll just go from there. Mm-hmm. And going through that was another just challenge of, but it was actually a really beautiful challenge. I have to say, like mm-hmm. it was difficult to think that something could be wrong with this baby in my belly that I had been growing and that we were so obedient to like get a reversal. And at first it's it's confusing, like, okay, why would this happen? Why could, would something like this happen? But then it quickly turned into, all right, we got pregnant out of obedience. Like we felt like we were, we gave it over to God. Do you want us to have another baby? Should we go down this path sort of thing? Mm -hmm. And we decided to go down that path. And then we kind of just the whole time had this open hand, like this is for your glory, this baby, everything yeah. like we didn't, this wasn't our like first desire, but you put this on our heart. What mm-hmm. does that mean? Again, we don't know if we're going to have uh, like the happiest of endings in our mind, which me- would mean a healthy baby. It mm-hmm. could mean that like we go through an experience and something like our baby has a heart issue, but like I get to share that story with however many followers I have or write it into our book, like to God be all the glory in everything, whether we have a healthy baby or we have, you know, uh, complications, like we felt, we fell into this place of peace. And so I just kept saying, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for this baby. Thank you for the, the, the amount of time I've been able to be pregnant with her for what Mm -hmm. you've done to our family during this time. And I just kept, praying this like prayer of thank you and, yeah. and had this um, crazy amount of peace in my life. Yeah. And it's a very different scale. It was more of that leaning in aspect. Right. Like the trailer where it's like, Hey, this is uncomfortable, but we right. just wanted to lean in and see like, Hey God, like we trust you in this scenario and whatever happens happens. And we're, we're, we really just want to posture our hearts to have this mentality of bringing you glory in this scenario. You know, I think it's so good, like you just keep saying, to have an open hand. And instead of white knuckling your life or white knuckling yeah. things that you think you're supposed to do or you felt called to do, that when a curveball is thrown at you, just really, you know, uh, asking God to take care of it and to let his glory shine. And I love that about your story. And that's why I wanted to talk about this part in particular, because, you know, you went through so much to get to that point. Yeah. And then yet again, another curveball is thrown and your faith just really shined through that whole experience. So at the three week appointment, what happened when you went back to check on her heart? Yeah, we, we, I went in alone again. And this time Dino was in the car, like, <laughs> yeah. And um, it was like three hours. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> they walked in and they were just like, everything is perfect. Her heart is perfect. Actually, it was so, so good that they were like, these are the most beautiful scams that we've seen in a long time. Like, hey, Deborah, come in here. Like, we got to show these. <laughs> And I'm just like, like, get me out of here. Oh I my you know. And um, oh my we're just filled, filled with joy, obviously, to know that everything was good at that point. Yeah. So yeah. it was, oh, it was a, a roller coaster of emotions. But again, something that I like 
I'm just really thankful for because it really it it caused us to just really lean deep into into Christ. Yeah, what a story. I it's just amazing to to hear you say that. You go in and her heart is so perfect that they're wanting to use it as an example. I mean God does some incredible work. Okay. So for the rest of your pregnancy, then you, you were feeling better. Things were going well and you ended up having a home birth. Right? I did. Yeah. yeah. They started. Oh, beast mode. Oh, yeah. My the last scare, like really put some fear into us. Like, okay, they're never, they're not going to let me in there. Ash is like fully solo. We're not doing this. We, yeah. We're not doing this whole, like Ash and I are getting separated. That's yeah. very out of our control. Let's try and think of another idea of how we can put this kind of a make this scenario a little bit more in our control. Yeah, it was one of the most beautiful things. And surprising enough, she was the smallest baby, and the the pain of her coming out of me was the most painful <laughs> out of all oh, the kids. Wow. But everything was so obviously worth it and so so beautiful. It was. It was we. I, I see those moments as like this insane gift yeah. that we got. Yeah. Though I have to say, outside what was happening was more like our normal <laughs> lives. On that day when I was in labor, we had painters that were painting outside of our bedroom door and our <laughs> our bathroom window. My mom and the, the midwife were like trying to hang towels because I'm I'm not thinking and I'm just walking around naked and they're like, whoa, we have what's happening. And then we have uh, we had yard work going on. It's more of that controlled chaos. It is that does sound oh like us. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. So you lived in that house kind of as the world was shut down, you had this season of like rest and everything kind of came together. And then you guys kind of started to get the itch for for another change. Can you share a little bit about like what that next step was? Yes, well, you know, having a new baby and where we were living was definitely in an area that we couldn't really live live life the way that we wanted to. And mm-hmm. um we wanted to just go away on vacation at that point. We're just like, we just, let's just go away and kind of just live. And you know, where we moved to also with this house, it was incredible. We had acres. It was was a compound tucked away. It was amazing, but it was also very isolating. We were up in the mountains. We had no neighbors, no, like it was hard for friends to get to us. Um, So it just felt like, wow, is this what we want? Like for the kids, we don't know what the world's going to turn into or what's happening. Like, what do we want for the kids? I want them to be able to live, you know, we want to be able to go outside and walk around and, and our kids see people's faces. And, and so anyways, we went on vacation to um, Florida and I got recommended a couple of spots by a girlfriend that lived there. And we ended up on Anna Maria Island and it was funny. We booked it like a month before we went. And as that month kind of went by before the trip, we just kept feeling like, are we moving to Florida? <laughs> like, <laughs> Like we get us this little idea. We always have these, like there's patterns in how the new chaotic kind of thing happens. And it's like, Ash starts to get a little bit of a bug. And then she starts to kind of like talk to me about it a little bit. And then we start to dream. Like that's almost (laughs) always how it goes. And we, we just, we'll sit in bed way too late at night and just like, well, what if this, and what if we have a mountain house or maybe like Gabe, we were having problems, our oldest son, we were kind of not having problems with, but it was like, all right, there's, it's mis- misfiring. Yeah. Like it just was like not a, like a nice flow in in things. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. what could we potentially do? And Ash and I, 
like closed our eyes and we got this vision of like Gabe on the beach. Like he loves uh -huh. water, he loves like being in the ocean. He loves, and it's like, what if it's just like, he needs to like get energy out kind of thing. Like he just needs like to be out in the middle of the ocean yeah. kind of thing. And, and it, we started to build this picture in our minds of what that would look like. And we we're like, okay, let's just go feel it out. Yeah. As soon yeah. as we got off the plane, we both looked at each other and we we're like, yep, we're moving Done. here. <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness. And we had just finished like putting our hearts and souls into this monster of a house that, that like was yeah. a place for me. Like I put my heart into it on the side of like, all right, this is where I'm, I'm dying. I'm never leaving this house. <laughs> yeah, this, is dying. this is the place. Wow. My dad's funny like that. He's like, remember that one time you said you were never leaving this house? <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, we, so we started looking while we were on vacation for houses and we, we drove by this really cute motel on the island and we were like, oh my goodness, what if we bought like a motel or an inn and we did something crazy like that? Yeah. And because at this point we've realized like, you know, nothing is impossible. Like yeah. possibilities are endless, whether we've had a little bit or a lot, we've just made the decision like, we're going to do this. Like if God wants us to do this, he's going to make it happen. Yeah. We're going to go for it. Totally. And so um, we we started looking at like condos and duplexes and we ended up stumbling upon um, this little inn called the Pirate's Den that was super run down and <laughs> um, a block from the beach though. Fantastic yeah. location. Yeah. And we- and good bones, like not having bones. to move walls. Yeah. Or crazy yeah. Like that, you know? yeah. So it was a four unit place and we ended up putting an offer in while we were on vacation. And we got it. Amazing. You guys just go for it. Like you did not waste time. Well, I mean, like we had seen what God had done when he had put something in our hearts and we had been obedient. We, we saw that when we moved into the trailer and things went well. We saw that when we bought an Airstream and flipped it. And it like, that was such a cool experience, even though it was hard. Yeah. And yeah. We saw it when we moved and we saw it when we moved into the mountain house. We saw it in the obedience of having a child. So it's just like, okay. Now we're like almost like looking for the next thing to dive into the deep end on because God has just shown himself time and time again. And every ask, every time we've, we, we've been obedient and jumped off the deep end, it's just gone so well for us. Yeah. That's such a great reminder too in life. You know, you can worry about every little decision. You can look back at what God has already done for you and have faith in that, that, you know, if we jump, it'll be okay. And he'll take yeah. care of us. Yeah. So that's where you're at now running an inn in Florida. How is that going? It's going incredible. So yeah. it was about six months of, you know, just real grind of getting that fixed yeah. up. And um, last October we opened it up and it's going so well. Like we, it's going so well. In fact, that we need, we're looking for another property. We are oh yeah, on a wait list and we're booked out right now through August, I believe. Um, and every month that we move on, it keeps getting booked up. So we're yeah. just, um, we're so thankful for it. We love that we have like this space that we can help people like have a retreat and find joy. And like just coming to the Island in general is just incredible. It's like a little slice of heaven. So we're just so thankful for it. And during this time, we're just like looking for, another property to see if we can expand and continue to grow because um it's, it's in high demand right now which is awesome but that's so cool yeah it's just yeah you it just it's amazing to watch how god is working in your life and just opening these doors for you one bold step after the next 
You guys are, are so, so inspiring. So you have your book coming out soon. Can you yes. share a little bit about that? Yes. Our book is basically, you know, our story and we, it's so heavily, like it's a, it's a marriage story, but it's a, it's a life story and it's mm -hmm. woven with um, everything that God's made us and who we are, the love of design and everything that we've learned the last 16 years, 15 years. Um, and I'm, I'm so excited about it. I cannot wait for people to read it. You know, like yeah. it's not a, you're going to read this 10, these 10 steps and you're going to have the best marriage ever no. or the best life ever. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a, it's a show all yeah. and not a tell all. And yeah. we feel like with that, that people, anybody can relate to it. Whether you're a single, you're newly married, you've been married for 50 years um, or if you just mm -hmm. want like to grow on your own as a person, yeah. um, we feel like just by sharing, that's something that was lacking for us. And we just wanted somebody to share honestly, like what they'd gone through in their yeah. lives that we could just pull from like what somebody yeah. else has learned. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and like I said earlier, I, I got my hands on a copy. I read it cover to cover in like two days, such <sighs> so inspiring you know and one like something that stuck out to me i think actually you said this in the book is to look through life with this lens of thankfulness and excitement to see what god has in store for you next yeah and after reading your book i'm like let's go like what like possibilities are out there like what can i do what can you know what next steps can we take in you know following what god has for us and i think it will inspire so many people to just read your story i like how you have the design elements you know woven into it just such a great book you guys did a phenomenal job on it so when does it launch when can people get it thank you um april 5th it comes out and um we yeah we it's available for pre-order right now online you can get it at barnes noble target amazon Christian bookstore. Christian bookstore. Yeah. Um, and then we were actually having a, a block party. We had one when we first opened in October at the end. We're having another one April 2nd on the island and we'll have some copies there. So anybody that's local around can grab a couple of early copies of it three days early. And um, yeah, we're so excited about it. It feels like what, how did we write a book? This is crazy. Yeah. Like, in the midst of everything yeah yeah you guys are just killing it i am so grateful that you guys took time out of your very busy lives to chat with me today i cannot wait for people to listen to this i know so many are going to be inspired to just live life to the fullest and face trials head on with god and to create a life with intention so thank you guys so so much 